Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan. As if you're if you're listening and enjoy the episode, please be sure to drop five stars. Helps us out a ton. Always someone's missing. I missed for the first time in two years last episode, and this time it's Delette. So I'm joined by Owen. Owen, how are you? Doing fantastic. That's great. Doing That's great. great. Well, a huge game today: Portugal, Uruguay. My bracket is officially broken, so let's break it down. What are your thoughts on the game takeaways? Um, you know, okay, so I was in class for most of the first half, so I didn't get to see all of it. Um, but from what I was reading, from what I saw, I didn't look like I was missing too much in that first half. Um, but that second half, crazy. That was so much action going on. I I feel like Uruguay should have gotten the win there or the tie. I feel like you know they had they had more solid chances, um, and they they just converted. Um, like that one in the first half, uh, I forget who it was, but decides to shoot it right at the keeper instead of just going slotting under, trying to chip it above. Um, and then again, later in the second half, they have that, they smack the post. I feel like they just couldn't really finish them. I think in the first half, they were, they were really missing a creative midfielder. I wish they had played um, their creative. His, I forgot, I forgot his name right now, but I wish they played their creative midfielder. If he started the game, I really think it could have had a very different outcome. Yeah. I, I'm sad to see them basically out of the tournament because it's going to be very, very difficult the, for them to qualify now. Um, how, how can they? What are the odds that I, they make that? I effort? think they have to beat Ghana and then whoever whoever else is in that group has to beat Portugal or yeah. some, something like that. Yeah, so so it's very, very, very unlikely. So it's it's unfortunate because there's really a good team there. And I think I think they were the dark horses for the tournament. Obviously, they, they have not panned out yeah. that way, but it's sad to see. But let's talk about that Bruno Ronaldo goal. Did you get to see that? I did. I did. I did. Yeah, who you th- who you think scored it? Absolutely, Bruno scored it. Ronaldo trying to claim that is wild. Ronaldo trying to claim bro. that goal is the most Ronaldo thing I've ever seen. Bro, it just adds to my anti-Ronaldo agenda. I That's just... what I said. It adds to my anti-Ronaldo agenda. Messi would never do that, bro. Messi would never. Like you can clearly tell that does not that does not hit his head at all. Bro, and then he bro's goes acting like they don't have instant goal. replay. It's crazy. He's acting like they don't have instant replay. That is nuts. Yeah, no, I, that pissed me off. Like, God, I just hate to see that. I, I just, I'm not a fan of Ronaldo at all. Like, I was like, you know, I, I you gotta respect him. Like, he's a great player and all, but I just hate him. Yeah, bro, he, he's been unraveling for me. Like, I respected him. Then he came out with that interview, airing out people like, oh, why aren't they my friend? Like, my friends would never say that, bro. Not everybody's about to be your friend. And now he's, like, trying to claim goals where he got, like, now he's trying to claim goals that are so obviously not his. It's just building. It's just building. But Yeah, well, I was just going to add, like, I, I just something about him. Like, every time he gets subbed off, he's always standing on the sideline trying to coach. And th- that just pisses me off. I hate I it. Know, bro. I hate it. Literally, these past two weeks, I'm just like, I feel like nobody can be a Ronaldo fan anymore. Yeah, it's hard to be. It's it's like it's, it's like trying to defend Kanye, bro. Like it's hard. Like it's hard. <laughs> it's real hard. It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. It's not at that level, but like, it, yeah. it's getting difficult. <laughs> it is. It certainly is. But yeah, that that second goal. Would you have given a penalty for that? <sighs> I don't know. I was. I don't. I don't really know because. I was listening to the commentator, our Klattenberg. He he's the rules out analyst, um, and he was saying he probably wanted to because the guy's going down, trying to like catch his balance on the ground. You know, I I can kind of see that. I could really see it going either way. I'm not upset with the call. Um, I wouldn't have been upset if they didn't call it. I just I don't know. It just felt. I don't really know. I, I'm iffy on that one. What do you think? I think for me, I personally, if I'm a neutral in the game, I don't want that called because how is how is that player supposed to slide tackle if he can't 
use his arms to break his fall. It's not like, yeah, that's was, fair. Obviously, it was unintentional, but I I don't know how they expect a player to slide tackle if he can't use his arms for balance. Um, totally. But my thing is, if I'm like a Portugal fan, or if that that happened to a Man City player, I'd be screaming penalty because you know it did hit his hand inside the box. While it's a stupid rule, it is the rule. I I also don't agree with it. I agree with you. I agree with Mark Clattenburg. I, I I don't think that's a that's a penalty in my opinion from a neutral perspective. But I understand why it's given. Yeah, I can totally agree, and I think that there's definitely the extremes of both sides. You know, the Uruguay fans are definitely thinking that that's a bullshit call. Shouldn't be called right there because. How else can he call him or catch himself? And then the Portugal fans. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really know. That was just iffy. And in the end, it didn't really like, didn't make much of a difference. But I do think it killed all momentum for sure. And I do think Uruguay could have come back and maybe scored something else there late. Uh, but after you get that, it's really hard. I don't know. I really, I really expected Uruguay to score. I just, they, there was like a 20 minute stretch right there i think like the 65th minute to like the 85th minute that they were just dominating they yeah, were like they were they just were. dogging Portugal. they're just going at it and uh they smacked the post that one right past the keeper hit the post bounced out and then another one i think it was a little bit later had the perfect slotted pass and then i don't know if he was trying to square it back in or trying to chip the keeper and just didn't make good contact with it i forget who it was right out right outside but unfortunate unfortunate it's tough to see Uruguay not score in two games in the World Cup because they have so much attacking threat. But I really think right. it comes down to not playing that creative midfielder. I mean, Valverde is amazing. Bentacor sat down Ruben Diaz and then almost produced a worldly of a goal. Taking off Cavani was also a mistake, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah. I think I think they could. This was not for it. Was that? So I think for their creative midfielder, I, I think. I think those are, yeah, those when Suarez came on. I yeah, think if Cavani stayed on, on. They Suarez, Suarez was good. Suarez was good, I think. Very positive. He almost had that goal. Oh, I wish I, they had so many chances. That's the thing. They had so many chances. Yeah, it's like it's hard to be upset like with the game because like they had it, they had the opportunities, they just couldn't convert it. Yeah, yeah. something we see a lot of. It's just, it's hard to watch. I know it's, it's hard to see. So I think, I guess, for this group, Portugal move on and. Hopefully, I guess at this point, Ghana move on. I mean, they have a really cool team. I I can't lie. Maybe it's recent because of the South Korea game. But but I mean, the vibes, Muhammad Kudos. It's a it's a good vibe, man. Yeah, I woke up this morning at like seven and just unintentionally, so I just turned on the game. That second half was crazy. That last yeah. ten minutes when South Korea were just piling on them. They I I, I like Ghana though because what they were ranked, they were ranked the worst in the entire World Cup, right? I think that they're ranked bottom. Really. Like you, yeah, even below Qatar and everything. And then they also have the youngest squad on average. I thought Ecuador did. No, I, I think it's Ghana. Oh, wow. Then Ghana. So it's like, I, I feel like they're the underdogs in this World Cups. So I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. They're fun to watch. They produce a lot of goals, too. They do. So they're just a fun team. They do. They, they put two past, past Portugal. I mean, yeah, yeah. we'll Almost see. Almost three. We'll see. Almost three. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I got, right. I got a question for you. Um, yeah. So, Throughout this World Cup, we've seen a lot of, I wouldn't say boring, but uneventful first halves. And then the second halves are always just crazy. Like, well, why do you think that is? Because I feel I like that's not like always how everything is. You know, it's just, it just seems like it's specific to this World Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it's interesting. I, I don't know why this World Cup has had so many nil-nils and so many 
boring first halves, but I think the changes that the managers make at halftime, the team talks they give must give a little bit of a kickstart to the teams and incentivize them to play better in the second half. And they kind of realize, you know, we have to take the game to them if we're going to qualify. Cause I mean, from this position Uruguay we're in, they kind of needed to win this game in order to have a good chance at qualifying for, for the knockout stages. So I think that's why in the second half, we saw it much more interesting, I I guess, because, you know, there's no incentive for them to go out and push a goal in the first 45 minutes when, if they get scored on, it's going to be hard to come back. That's fair. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I was I was talking to my roommate Elijah, and he was saying that like probably one of the reasons that that's the case is because this World Cup kind of fell in the middle of the season. So as opposed to the normal like three weeks of training camp that these squads normally get, they only got like five days that's together true. before they started the World Cup. So all these managers and everything, they're focusing more on the defensive aspect because. You know, you get the defense first and then the offense will come. So I feel like all these teams are starting the games off so defensively. And then as the game goes on, they get tired. And then everything, all the attackers get more chances and everything. So it kind of starts piling on later. A little delayed effect there. Yeah, that that could also be a reason. That could be reason number 800. This World Cup is a stupid World Cup. But yeah, we're balling. We're balling. Well, that's all I got. You got anything? all right well thank you guys for tuning in be sure to catch us next episode and we'll see you guys next time thank you